Marketing Made Easy, the podcast on this episode. If you could give three tips of things they can do to shake things up or to make things better or whatever, what would they be? The first thing would be definitely declutter. Start with a kitchen drawer. That's always like a my oh, idea. That's a, big jo- that's a big job, Kerry. I ain't starting there. We're going to get my car clean first, I think. <laughs> now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello and welcome to Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. I am Anita Baldwin and I'm here with Anna Geary. Hi Anna. Hello, you okay? Yes, good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really well, thank you very much. We're recording this on Saturday. We don't normally do podcasty top and taily things on a Saturday, do we? No, but um, yeah, just got to get it out there because our podcast producer is a whipcracker. So <laughs> that's what we've got but to we do. We featured on Podbean last week and we did like five episodes in one week so yeah a lot a lot of uh, podcasting going on for sure anyway so today we've got a fantastic interview for you from the amazing kerry hales um who is a transformational life coach which is i think it's one of those titles where i kind of makes me think oh what does that even mean what do they even do how could they help me and um it's you know i don't know a bit confusing but listen to this because she brings it all to life and she makes it so clear and she just makes you feel like she's if you had her in your corner helping you you could achieve whatever you want and um it's you know it's all about not settling for what you've got and thinking well this is you know this is like paint dissatisfaction or vague unhappiness is what life's about the um a youtube no 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 an igtv from jack canfield this morning actually and he was saying like there's so many things that we tolerate and we don't realize even that we're tolerating it so lots of little things like you need to wash your car (laughs) Um, but you just tolerate or or you tolerate that it takes you ages to find something in your computer because you've not got things in any kind of order Um, and also what I I loved about Kerry I bet you if you worked with her she would not let you off the hook she would like you know like any excuses that you've got you see them immediately and out of kindness not not a bad thing out of kindness she'd be straight on it and go what do you mean by that and she'd make you explore those limited beliefs that you have and make you realize that oh actually maybe i am just telling myself stories there and actually that is an excuse and i can um change that so yeah i really like that there are two things she talked about that really hit home with me one was about journaling and one was about own the day so i'm not going to tell you any more about them because you've got to listen to her tell you which is uh, way better than me telling you so let's get into it if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe do you want to start Carrie, by telling us a bit about who you are what you do yeah i uh, i've been coaching you for 20 years i um i work with smart savvy women mostly mm-hmm. along with those most of the um, I do coach men one-to-ones and um, all my programs are full of women masterminds you know uh, the shift system which is my month-long program and uh, really about getting clear on what it is that you really want so lots of people create businesses and lives and then stop at some point and go but it doesn't feel like I thought it was gonna feel do you think there's a set age, not a set age, but like a time in your life when that happens? I think as the older you get, because the, you, you've got you've got to have some wisdom under your belt to find mm. it. You know what I mean? Because most yeah. of the time you're just creating, aren't you? You just think, well, I've got to invest five years in this um, to get the experience. And then you get the experience and you look at it and you go, oh, well, that experience doesn't feel like like now well actually yeah. like for me I definitely got to sort of well when I first met my mentor I was 32 and and I and I, I just he just asked me a question this is what do you what do you want and I just thought it was just like this innocuous question I thought what do you mean what do I want yeah. and all of a sudden I was just like <laughs> what what do you mean what do I want like 
shit I've, I've like I could that. have what I want yeah, like I have weird. a choice in this one is an option. <laughs> I, kept, I was just like, looking around and then the next day I got on the train and I you know I had this great career in the NHS I was a project and change manager I knew where I was going I knew what was going to happen I kind of could project my life in, ahead of me and then it was like well, where's the fun in that Mm. I knew what was going to happen. And for me, it was like, if I know what's going to happen, there's a little bit of me that's already tuned out. I'm like that. You feel trapped. Well, yeah. And I did feel really, and even though I was good at my job, even though I got a lot of significance from it, I was still sort of like, but there's something else. And so for me, I like, like I love puzzles. I love to, you know, some people come and sort of spill their brains to me and I go, okay, let's see what's working, what's not working. Let's really love the bits that we want to keep and we can work from there. So it, that's that's what I do. So what are the things you think that will make people recognise that they need a bit of outside help and, you know, what do you offer them? Because I think that the things you're describing, probably everyone feels like that to a certain extent, but you're kind of almost conditioned to go, well, that's life. You know, you just got to crack on with stuff and it's okay. You know, everybody's in the same boat. So we've all just got to put our head down and keep going and then we die. <laughs> that's that. So what is it that makes people go, actually, oh, that's not it for me? I think it's a really good point because there, there are some things that actually, you know, like of uh, focus and just you just got to get on with it. There's parts of that. But I think for me, it is a daily recognition of is this part of the puzzle that I love or is this a part of a puzzle that I just don't know, know what I'm doing anymore? You know, I'm just doing it for the sake of doing it. And, and then and, and, and lots of things that come up are clutter. You know, like I do um, declutter programs and then it's not necessarily that I want a tidy house. It's a tidy head. Yeah, I can really relate to that. Yeah, because when you've got stuff everywhere it's a reflection of what's going on in your mind so like for me if any I'm, I'm like in a stale kind of energy or something like that the house gets changed around like my boys will come and go you've changed it around again I go yeah you know you need to shift it up a bit shake it up a bit and change things so it could be clearing out anything any kind of shift that you need to shift your energy but so if you're finding yourself doing anything in excess it, it really is a kind of a, a flag, a red flag to me. Like if you've got four kinds of the same shoe, or you know, you're doing exercise more. Is it because it can be uh, it can be a healthy thing? Because you're like, yeah. oh, no, I'm really good because I'm doing all this and I'm doing all of that, and you're like, yeah, but that's a distraction. You're distracting from the real crux of the conversation that you you want to have but you don't want to have. Like you know, it's uncomfortable to have. I, I I like having uncomfortable conversations. You know, for me, it's like, let's talk about it because I can hold a space where people are going to get angry and they'll get sad and they'll do anything in between those things um, to um, to deflect that conversation that they need to have to really get on to live a life they really want. And it it, because it's like it's like, you know let's talk about the war. Let's talk about the elephant in the room that I want to press the button. When everyone says, don't press the button, don't, don't talk about this. <laughs> don't, don't go there. This. I'm just like, yeah. I'm going. Yeah. Because I'm always we do that a bit, don't we? And he does the bad one. I, I don't think bad is, the, I think, direct. I'm not very good at flowering things up. We no. will just have to say it to our clients if we need to, like, you know, because we, if we notice something, we go, actually, are you doing this, this, this and this because you don't want to get on with that? You do. You need to ask that question because it's like, if if it's not that, it doesn't matter. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, if someone yeah. says to me, are you eating that because it's a comfort food? And I, and I am. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to talk about it. You know, it's like, oh. And all the emotions will come up and the drama and the shit and everything else. But if I'm not, I'm just like, no, I just, because there was nothing else in the cupboard and it's fine. And I can want to the next conversation. Yeah. But, you know, for me, like, yeah. it's like brutal honesty. Like, I'm going to, it might feel brutal, but I'm going to hold you in a space where it's, I'm not doing it for, for being an ass. I'm doing mm. it for the outcome that we want. And that yeah, moving towards kind of, a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's probably where the expertise comes in or the wisdom when you've been doing the, your job for a long time, that you know when people are, you know, like that when they when like sort of a don't know is 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 a barrier. It's a it's a yeah. don't go there. Like I don't know. Yeah. You know, the same, the same like, questions or the same patterns of questions, yeah, that, that you find and you think, ah, that I've seen this one before. So you can kind of yeah. keep asking the question but in different ways. So which door do I need to go in? Where am I gonna yeah. go around the back? Am I you know, some people can deal with it up front, other people need to play Lego while they're talking about their feelings. Yeah. You know, it really depends. And you know, you can talk about all kinds of conversations just to get people to feel okay and then you can ask them questions and they and they and they don't before they realize it they're telling you stuff that they couldn't before because they just didn't know how to access it it's amazing isn't it i love Do you it. generally work with people for just a month no the pro- my program is a foundational program and that's 5 okay. weeks hmm. so that's a group program and that kind of takes you through the journey of what i would take you through if you work with me one to one but like i years gone years ago i would have worked with somebody for a month but change takes longer and I can't, as it, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to say, come and work with me for a month and I'll change your life. I'll come and I'll set you up the foundations to do that. But most people need that little bit of accountability, you know. So initially, the first month is really intense because you're upset a lot because you're just like, oh my god, I've got to look at all this, and you need someone to hold you, like you're all right, and you know, it's like picking off you know this big pile of shit and go right okay we've got a big pile and we're just going to start off with a few random bits at the top you know the easy fruit and then we'll slowly take you through and you'll see patterns and changes and you know I'll be your cheerleader and I'll poke you and cheer and poke and cheer and, and then people get into momentum and then they're like right okay I can know what I'm doing now it's amazing what we can achieve just having someone on our side focusing on us which you don't get in life especially if you're a worker and a mum and a wife and you're not judging them on any other level you're not judging them on any you don't know them in any other capacity other than what you've been brought in to do so it's, it's nice to have that person that's you know that you're not attached to their outcome are you like your life is going to go on regardless of what their outcome is yeah. you're just there to help them get 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 to that outcome it's like you've triggered yeah. me with the clutter uh, comment <laughs> because now i'm like thinking like, in this room that's the reason why this is this laptop sits this way not that way I'm like, yeah. you know, thinking about that pile there that sorting out and stuff in my office but yeah it's yeah. so right and like my car is a trash can but then it I, is i vouch for that it yeah really but you know what i like um i always justify my trash can car by saying like like yesterday for example mm-hmm. um my uh my daughter my daughter's dad my ex he's um had a knee operation so um i was uh giving him a lift to go and get his COVID jab, actually, because he can't drive at the minute. And um, he, he was like, oh, I've got this cake. You can have this cake. I'm like, oh, we don't need it. But anyway, we passed it to to my son, and my son started eating this cake. And anyway, there was all crumbs all over my cuss. was like, well, see, if I'd have gone and got it cleaned, then it would have been messy again anyway. And that's what I do with my car, because the kids, the kids both play football. 
they both yeah start, mine do. they I've both got, do running so and and stuff so it's like you clean it and then the next minute like and where we live as well that you go down this on the way to school and back it's like a dirt track thing because they're building houses there so we'll get messy anyway but i know that's the wrong thing so i'm going to clean my car this it's weekend. not wrong I'm saying that now. not wrong it's kind it's of just not it's, ideal i don't like getting in and bloody there's um yeah but it's uh, like I'll, pet, I'll wear my knickers inside out so it saves me washing them every time i wear them yeah you know it's like yeah. well no they so get I'm dirty right your life gets dirty more often than everybody else's do you know what yeah. though I do, I do need to go and get some new underwear because my underwear's oh. crap like do you, do you know when you think i'm not like upgraded that for eight for ages i was thinking that the other day and i was like i'm gonna sort myself out with that but yeah well, it's i good can enough. give you an insight because that's what my book's about i've got my i'm just literally writing the book it's called um life lessons from your knicker drawer right which i'll come back and tell you about but oh, it's yeah which is well, all about the clutter you know i can look into anybody's life like mm-hmm. even like you're talking about your car it tells you a lot about you mm-hmm. you know when you look inside somebody's life and just go okay what what's important to them you know where where do they need to put more effort in, or or they're kind of distracting themselves from? And it's like yeah. right, okay, because otherwise you can't. It's like all tides rise. You kind of can't. It's like oh, I'm really good over here, but that mate and that that you know gives me the carte blanche to be able to be crap over here. I'm so yeah. busy over here that means I can't eat well, or I'm so busy that means I don't get good sleep, and I, that means yeah. I, I'm, I'm allowed to drink four cups of coffee a day because I've got a stressful life, or you know, just all of those things. You know, like the excuses of, we give ourselves. Yeah. yeah and they're stories they're just stories that we kind of make it they make it okay and you know but also you have to be careful of like sometimes it's a a, a brutal honesty and sometimes it's about kindness when when i um had my kids obviously well i, I breastfed them both so i had <laughs> crap that, like the, the, it's the worst underwear isn't it like oh lovely uh, the, yeah like with the hooks they're just there's no good there's no good underwear and i vowed as soon as like that that part of my life was done no more breastfeeding i was gonna always have like matching like bra and, and, and to be fair i've stuck to that but now I'm like, do you know what? This lot needs an upgrading because matching grey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's what that's the bloody the awful breastfeeding ones that you have. They're just like the worst. But yeah, so I've stuck to yeah. it that. But now I'm like, actually, no, they need refreshing again. So you're right. It's about noticing things as well because time just passes, yeah. doesn't it? And then you're like, God, I've had that for forever. I need to upgrade that and change or switch it up you'll notice that all around your house now mm. there's just there'll be little things that you just you don't see until mm. someone makes them you conscious of them and then you can look and go oh look how much of that i've got or that i've just like yesterday i had a blind that was broke and it was fine because i could still you know it was a slatted blind that i could turn up and down so it kind of still worked but it was down all the mm. time and i was like i don't want this blind down all the time yeah but it's it sat there broke for you know six months maybe even yeah. nine months and i just like so yesterday i was like right i took it down so because because then <laughs> i knew that and you've got to go and <laughs> i won't be able to deal with the fact that there's no blind there and i'll that will make me do things so i often do that if i'm like in my kind of mode of like well um like i'll force myself into action by making something that i know i won't be able to overlook like if you put a throw over a turd, you won't see there's a turd under there, <laughs> yeah. right? You don't. Do you know what I mean? Like I was writing about this earlier on, or, or you roll it in glitter. It's just like it's still a turd. 
there's still a turd under there. And yet you, we make things okay. We get we get comfortable with some things being uncomfortable. But also if you know yourself and you know that you'll probably just put up with it because it's a little bit crap, then you've got to make it really shit so that you'll actually do something about it. Exactly. I'll just throw right. things out and then I have no choice but to go and get Because if, if I don't, like I'll yeah. every now and then just go, right, look at all my like clothes and just go, right, chuck, chuck. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, crap, I've got no clothes. So then it forces me to go and like get yeah. some clothes. But if I didn't do it, I'd just put up with whatever I've got and think, oh, that'll do yeah, for now, do. that'll do for now, yeah. Same as me this morning. I was, like, pushing the washing out and I was like, okay, I need, you know, the, I don't know what you call them, octopuses, the, the you know, things that you put all your knickers and your pants and stuff on. Of course, mine, like, so many of them, it was a crappy one and it, it broke so many things. I was like, right, I'm going to put that in the bin. I'm not putting up with that. Yeah. But then I went to put it, obviously had to put that on the list to go get a new one. So this morning I was like, get yourself down Wilco's, get a new one. Exactly. (laughs) So how did you go about moving then from, you know, a successful career in the NHS to setting up on your own and and being successful in that way? That's quite a big jump, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it probably is. Um, I I jumped, I went back, I jumped, I remember I, I... I, like, I stopped. I was like, that's it. I'm stopping and, and I'll just start. And, uh, and so course- another thing where you had to make it really shit to make a go of it. Yeah. It's, it, well, I started doing it like that. And then a friend of mine rang me and said, she said what are you doing? Cause I was like, I was time I was, I'm, I'm laboring with my dad. It's fine. Like I'm not doing what I was doing because I can't keep doing what I'm doing because then I won't change. Yeah, because we hear from lots of people who say, I've got a side hustle and I just need to make a bit more money in that and then I'll be able to give up the day job, which does make complete sense. But are you ever going to put enough energy into that while you've still got that comfort blanket under you? And is there an argument for just leave and then you've got to make enough money to live, haven't you? You're like sort of jump on the, and, and their parachute will appear. I mean, there is that. I mean, I got, for me, I jumped and then I went back. And, you know, and it was like, sort of, I remember I was like, well, a friend of mine wrote, we need you to come back. I'm like, no, I'm not coming back. And she said, and she said well, we can pay you this much. And I said, well, mm. I'm only going to work from hmm, eight till four and I'll only work Monday to Thursday. She went, yeah, that's fine. I was like, oh. <laughs> I meant Wednesday from eight till five. When I was trying to leave recruitment, they were like, yeah, you know, I was like, look, I've got my daughter now. I'm not, yeah. and then they were like, well, you can do, you know, and I just did mon- Monday, Wednesday and half a day Friday. And um, yeah. so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, well, I will go and take that job then because it fits around what I did. But again, it didn't really, back then, if I'm honest, I knew that I wanted to get out of that, but I didn't know what I wanted to get into. So it was kind of like, yeah. oh, this, this this works with having a baby and, you know, the different Yeah, and things a lot of the changes are about lifestyle, aren't they? You know, and we don't recognise that because we do like for like for like. So for me, one of the success parameters was definitely replicating how much I used to earn, um, you know, per month, uh, you know, in my old job compared to like in coaching, you know, and then you meet different things. But that sometimes it, it depends. Like I think when you're, when you are doing that side hustle and that you've got to really look at what, what the whole picture looks like you know, what, what's, you know, what is the why that you're kind because there's going to be changes that are not going to be of the same success parameters as they were. Do you know what I mean? Like you used to get paid, especially in a recruitment. I did a couple of years of recruitment and you get paid a lot of money. But the, the thing for me was that 
clear, like getting clear on what, what I wanted my life to look like, you know, like, I mean, like I was working in London, I was living in Hertfordshire, I was getting on the train, I was doing different things. And, you know, and it was like, it was always a dream, you know, like I wanted to live by the beach, you know, because I traveled the world, I'm doing other things. And I was like, oh, you know, I really want to live by the beach, but I lived in Hertfordshire, do you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, right, okay, so I moved to the beach and then I met my man. So, you know, I lived by the beach and I, one of the things when I had kids was like, I wanted to be that person that picked them up. I wanted that first mm. hug, you know, for me, that was worth more than any kind of money yeah. that I was going to get. So my business stayed at a certain level while those things were happening because I couldn't do it, it all. And I was, you know, you have to be okay about that. It's only when you compare yourself to somebody else who's like now doing, oh God, you know, she's on her fourth book and I'm just on my first. And, yeah. you know, we were at the same level or we're in the same mastermind or however you kind of can beat yourself up about, you know, is always going to be there. You've still got, you know, you've still got to deal with those, um, the narrative that's going to go on no matter where you go. But I don't really want to. It's interesting that- how we always compare ourselves to people who are doing better. Yeah. We? We never yeah, look at yeah, people who are at the same level and you're the one who's like accelerated. You never yeah. concentrate on those at all. No, no. Uh, you know, and I, I like sort of comparison to, it, it, to me is a virus. Do you know what I mean? Because you look yeah. and you kind of look and you think, oh, you know, like I'm in a high level mastermind and it's really uncomfortable. Mm. Um, because but that's you, good then, because if you're that you're in the you've got the best seat there, then if you're the one that's the most uncomfortable that or you what? feel that you are. Well, um, thanks, Anna. I don't well, it doesn't always <laughs> no, if you were so far ahead of everyone else, like you'd feel would, like I'm oh. wasting my time. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's no. Just, no, hmm. not wasting my time in terms of uncomfort. It's feel like I'm hanging dirty knickers out every day. That's how it feels. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is what's going on today. And, um, uh, and you know, but that's growth. I like, I like yeah. to learn. I'm not here to just learn something, you know, that that's for, you know, for all the people that are watching, you, you, listen, you're, you're, they're very much, it's very much about what what else do you want to learn while you're here because there's we're on a journey aren't we we're on a journey of exploring what's working what's not what else i'm wondering you know even in lockdown i'm like what's part of like my local place that i've not touched the ground on you know just explore something new something exciting yeah yeah gives you a reason to live in every day doesn't it i'm very much like that i mean you sound very similar to me anita i can't you know like i want to go to a different place you know the idea of going to the same place every time you know there's certain benefits to that but like now i'm just craving something new like yeah that's the beauty of being self-employed having your own business is you don't really know where it's going to take you and what you'll be doing next year and you know the thought that i'd write a book is you know i wouldn't have dreamt about it's always been my dream to write a fictional book but not a business book and you know we're kind of halfway through doing that like yourself and all things oh, yeah. like that that you just think oh i can't believe I'm or even that. having a podcast like this, yeah. having this podcast, it's just yeah. like i knew like of podcasts like years ago and i even went on a training thing three years ago and then i was like oh realistic are we ever going to like get it started and get it keep it going and you know it's one of the, the favorite things that we do obviously second to like the clients and helping them and seeing them evolve but actually you know like it doesn't feel ever like a chore. It doesn't feel like, oh, God, we've got to, you know, sort somebody out to get on the podcast. We've got to do this or that. No, but then again, it is because we will have a brilliant producer. It's one of the things that kind of makes you feel like a grown-up, doesn't it? Even though, you know, I've been a grown-up for a long time. You're like, oh, I've got a podcast. You know, look at me. I'm, I'm doing it. 
Yeah, <laughs> I must admit, it is on my, it's uh, like a very similar you, Anna, like you. Uh, you do the training, support the book, bought all the kit, got all the, got all the gear, and still like, mm, 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 and then it's like, oh, I've got to get a good title. Well, we can introduce you to a great podcast producer who will make it dead easy for you. Yes, yes, yeah, I need that. If it's not simple, I don't want to do it. Definitely. So speaking of easy then, if you could give people listening like three tips of things they can do to shake things up or to make things better or whatever, what would they be? Just to put you completely and utterly on the spot. Uh, Better in terms of their business? Business life, uh, recognising that they need to do something bigger or just anything really. Yeah, okay. So um, what the first thing would be definitely declutter. Mm-hmm. Just start start with a kitchen drawer. That's always like my oh, idea. Well, that's a big job. That's a big job, Kerry. I ain't starting there. <laughs> I'll go and get my car clean first. I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's my wardrobe. I said when we went into the first lockdown, right? I'm going to go through that wardrobe, yeah, and a year a later, job. I'm still stuffing things in and closing the door for all collapses. Yeah, they yeah, start with something small. I mean, like, it, it, and it, it's it's funny to me. And any time you say something about the decluttering, people can't like the resistance that they come up with with whatever one they thing and it's just to look at it it's just like what's your resistance about cleaning that shitty drawer it's like because you know we have we get attached to throwing things away and everything else so just declutter something like make make something beautiful make something like really everything in it you love it's got you it's either you use it you love it or lose it you know mm-hmm. very like Marie Kondo something in your life because then you'll see you'll you'll kind of get that feeling of oh that's what that feels like it oh. does feel great doesn't it, it getting all great. those bin bags down to the dump as well you're like oh. yeah clearing stuff out right and everything else like, it's, like, it's like a purging and so just do that and then you'll start and then all of a sudden you just oh i'm gonna look and i'll start over there it's a healthy addiction a healthy habit just to keep clearing that so that's one thing um the second thing i would definitely say would be journaling of some kind of journaling write down you know, like, because otherwise, you'd, you, you, stuff in your head is not real. You know, start to write write stuff down. And I would start off by purging, just to write shit out. Just keep writing and writing and writing, because you you'll see where you want to whine about life, all the stuff that's not working, everything else. Just get it all out, and then you won't want to whine again. You see, don't I don't need... do this, but I have been thinking about it recently. Thinking about oh, it for you know a month or two. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. So, to start, is it better with a pen and paper or is it, you know, laptop or phone or what's the best way? Definitely, definitely writing, not, not, not a, uh, um, on your, uh, um, computer in any way, shape or form. Mm. See, I worry that someone else would read it because I'm in such a packed and house. Burn it. I don't like, yeah. I don't keep anything. I don't keep anything. Like I yeah, have I a journal that I organize and I have a journal and every time I finish the journal, it goes away. It's, it's not, it's not something like my kids are going to look for things. The only journals I've oh, got yeah, look- traveling around the world when I was 21 and I can't throw those away. And as much as I love my family, they probably won't come out so well in it every day. <laughs> I don't really want them to see that. So journaling. So write yes. on my uh, website, there's, you know, different ways to journal. So if you're a sketcher or a drawer or there's purging, you can just just start. doesn't matter what it is. It don't, don't get fancy-schmancy about what pen. It's got to be a nice thing or anything else. It's just got to be even a piece of paper. Like every mm-hmm. day, just write, get a piece of paper if you're worried about people going to read it. Just write, you know, this is what – and. The idea is that you purge it all and then you look to see what you want to pull into your life, like, mm-hmm. you know, like manifesting and things like that. So it's like, what do you want to create and start to write, okay, what do you want to do about that? But there's loads of other ways to, you know, journal about forgiveness. That's a huge part of 
of letting go stuff for you know yeah. even like every day or sometimes if I'm a bit kind of getting a bit snitty about things it's like right I need to do some more forgiving and all then you just write I forgive and then dot 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 this is like okay and then and then you'll just be like oh and so, you know, I had to forgive like a boy in my class who stabbed me with a pencil I've still got a piece of lead in my hands when I was about eight years old you're right you do remember those things don't you but it's those things and, and all of that are just little things that you just get stuck on like oh you know mm. like old oh, relationships you know we've all talked about like ex-partners mm. and stuff all of those because it's just it's like it's it's just stuff that clutters in your mind or you're four in the morning when you're awake and you can't sleep and it's going around in your head and you're oh, really yeah. angry about stuff yeah, yeah. just wake yeah. up write, write it out mm. um and the other thing is routines look at what your routines are because you are you are a product of what you do every day so if you get up in the morning and you groan or you're pressing the snooze button or whatever it is always always i sort of i mean like i did the miracle warning for years but it's very much of like get up in the morning and make it yours Set your day up how you want it to be. So I did the miracle morning for quite a while. Like for um, yeah, for quite a while. I don't even know why I stopped doing it, but that's when you were talking about the journaling. Then that's what forced yeah. me. Even if I only did like a couple of minutes in the morning, maybe yeah. it, it did get you. It was it was a good practice to be doing actually. It's really good practice, and it, even if it's just like setting your alarm ten minutes earlier so you have a longer shower and make it a really nice shower, or just sit with a cup of tea for five minutes. That's you know mm. just centers you to sort of like it's just me. <laughs> Because yeah, we lovely, such busy lives, you know, mm. and it all becomes about everybody else, you know, oh, God, I've got to do this, you know, like, you know, like you guys are writing books and, you know, we've got families and business and, you know, it's like, and, and what else? Oh, I'm doing this today. Okay, that hat off, this hat on, that, you know, and mm. it's like, right, in the mornings, just spend some time like journaling, um, always an advocate of journaling, um, but anything, anything just gets you present with you, just so you kind of go, that's oh, just me and it feels yeah. good. See, I'm but lucky in that I am a morning person, so I'm always up before everyone in the house. And yeah. Particularly though my kids are teenagers, my daughter doesn't get up until lunch if she can help it. Um, mm. But I'm up a good hour before my husband as well. I'll just sit in my study, maybe read a bit in the book, um, you know, maybe do a bit of social media or Anna and I will like voice note each other or just sit and do nothing. And it, it's absolutely yeah. lovely. I love it. It's really important, but lots yeah. of people don't have that time. That's mm. So really, especially when you it's hustling, you know, or in any way, shape, or form. I'm not an advocate of that word. My life before lockdown was insane. Like now, I think, gosh, like I can't believe like how much I used to, and and not for me, but like for what we said earlier of getting the kids into you know to the football matches or to training or so. And I feel like everything's going to all of a sudden open up all at the same time. I noticed the other day. It's just like um, you know, most times I can walk to school and that, but it's been rainy and it's first week back, so I've picked the boys up, and even just on the school run, I was like, oh my god this is a feeling that I haven't had for a while and I really don't like it. Of like, you know, mm. oh, people pulling out in front of you and everybody's in a rush. And I was like, how did we just go straight back into this? Or the rain time? or how it's just managing to rain when it's time. To- Always at school pickup time. Yeah. But I noticed I like, I'll go three or four days without even using my car, which is amazing. You wouldn't have done that at all before. But it's going to be fascinating to see how quickly we go back into old patterns. And it's just for me, like, because I, as a coach, you know, it's it's kind of like a macro version of what I do for, for clients. Like, stop your world, have, have a good look around, see what's working, see what's not, and then choose. You know, but now unless you're really conscious, like people have got connected to that. Like they're like, you know, people like the simpler life. They've liked all of that. And then it's like, okay, how quickly is that just going to go? 
before I was literally doing so much networking, wasn't I? And I need to, I was like going to so many different networking things, like physically, you know, like anything that was going on, I'd say yes and I'd get to. And like now I'm just, because we have never been more productive really in this time in, in the Get Savvy Club kind of world of zone. And, and you do feel like I have massive fear of missing out. So if somebody says, oh, we're doing this networking thing here and it's this and this, and I think, oh, and if I can fit it in around the kids, what, I'll, I'll do it. And it actually, to be fair, Clubhouse has become a little bit like that for me. But not doing the networking has had no detrimental effect on our business whatsoever. In fact, being more productive and being more online um, has been better for us. So now it's just, well, I think, if does it have nice food? Then I'll go. And if we think of all the people that we've served and all the people that we've helped, there's a very small percentage that are actually those people that kind of already know us in, in real actual life. Actually, it's more people that we've connected with online using social but media. that's part of where your business is at, though, isn't it? Of the level yeah. now of like you yeah. can't, you know, that you can't invest that time. Whereas before, when you could, but also it's again of yeah, of you fit like getting past that fear of missing out. Of uh, that's that's such an individual feeling because you had it, but Anita didn't. You know, and of how you know as, as a business, yeah. your growth as you all go through different paths, and you're now at a level we don't need to do that. But depending on who's listening, it's just like, you know, initially. But I did used to go to networking, but I got, you know, you do get to the stage where you just, you know that there's going to be one person in there that you want to hang out with. And then now I kind of look and I think, hmm, if I made a bit of an effort more online or did different things, I could actually reach out to that person and go, do you want to have a coffee? But meeting people and being around people is so val- valuable. I don't want to miss that, but what I think is better is you know those opportunities where you go and you don't know who everybody's going to be there so it's not a local networking that you go to week in week out and you know everybody in the room but somewhere where you might just have a chance conversation with a random stranger that turns into an opportunity that you can take advantage of and this kind of things that happen online as well so um yeah I mean I don't I don't want to just be in my house forevermore but it's kind of finding that balance well um we always ask two questions here on the Get Savvy Club podcast uh one is Obviously, we're the Get Savvy Club. So what makes you savvy? What do you think makes you savvy? I think I think it's my East End background. I think my my uh, my dad's um, an East Ender, like born within the Bow Bells, all of those, like a true blue Cockney. And, you know, there's, there's, there's that little bit of streetness about me. But, and my dad, he, he used to embarrass me ruthlessly as a kid. And so part of my job now is my sons to embarrass them enough because I feel like if you get past that fear of embarrassment of like of what you think other people are going to think about you or anything else, you you just you, you put yourself at risk more. I think the ability to laugh at yourself and not want to just like hide under a rock is, is so freeing. You can go and do anything then, can't you, with life? You can dye your hair pink and it doesn't really matter, yeah. you know. It's you say you just say all of that kind of you know, and I keep I just have one time in it and I just I think that point was so mortifying. I remember like, could you drop me off before we get to the school gates? And he kinda of looked at me, I was just like and I was like, Oh shit. You know, and he drove up to the school gates like and I was like thirteen, fourteen, like really that kind of stage yeah. where you just want everyone to just think you're cool. My dad's six foot six builder, I mean like in his skanky old van and he literally da, 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 da. everybody was staring <laughs> got out and i got out like sort of oh god like yes and he and he jumped out of the car she babe she like ah. <laughs> you've got you've just got to own it haven't you go yeah oh, what can you do like what can you do and it was the most even now i can feel like myself go oh god you know i didn't know one died 
nothing yeah. terrible's going to happen. You do get over it. And yeah, at that age, I was like, oh, my dad was just the same. And he used to work. He worked when I was about that age. He worked for the Football Association. He had an up bright red FA van you know with all their leverage all over it and I used to have to get in the back of it because there wasn't a seat in front or someone else I don't know my sister was probably in the front and there were no windows so I was just sliding around nothing to hold on to and just get out like I'd just been kidnapped and gone well they're not paying the ransom so we'll dump her it's just like that you used to get shoved in in the back yeah. of vans didn't you didn't yeah. care my dad used to like the building stuff all over it and i'd be shoved in he'd be like hold on (laughs) the other question we ask everybody is to recommend a book so a development book a business book um anything like that if you were american you would recommend your own book but as you're british (laughs) well i will recommend my my own book but it's not out yet so i can't recommend that um uh okay so well there can i tell i have two yes so the two books i recommend the first book is the big leap I gave oh, her oh. Do you know what? We had uh, Denise Duffield Thomas on last oh. week, and uh, that was the book she recommended as well. Oh, well, then there you go. So it's not going to. So, it's, so, so, so I would recommend that book. So, you, so, you, so they won't win that one. Um, but so the other one I rec- would recommend is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. I think um, we were recommended that by a copywriter told us to read that thing. His other book has come up with, I got that on Audible and was listening to it in the car, which is what made me think. Yeah, it's he's, he's nice to listen to on Audible as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, so those two. When we used to be able to go places, I'd sit in the car with my husband and, and we'd say, got anything to say? No, you? No, let's put the book on. <laughs> and like three hours with an Audible book. <laughs> and like at the end go, oh, Fantastic. happy marriage, that's a tip for everyone. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, listen to books. Don't listen to each other. Listen don't to books. conversation. <laughs> don't don't listen, talk, to listen to books. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. It's a good thing, yeah. If, if any of our listeners would like to find out more about you, what is the best way for them to get in touch? Kerryhales.com. It's just going to be the easiest. Yeah, everything's on there. You know, you can find all the Insta and Facebook and everything on there. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Awesome. So that was our interview with Kerry Hales. Really, really grateful that she was able to come on and do the podcast with us. But as always, screenshot this podcast and tag us somewhere on social media. Then, um, you know, you will be in with a shot of winning one of the two books that you recommended. And I love reading the reviews. It really cheers me up when I'm busily tolerating a load of crap going on around me. It does cheer me up to read the reviews. So please write some. See you all on Thursday for a quickie. Take care. Bye. Bye. That was Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, join our Facebook group. Just search Get Savvy Club.